there, friend. You're listening to the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where parents can be resourced and supported for ministry in their homes. I'm your host, Pastor Beth Goodberry, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. Stay tuned. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Sparrow Parents Podcast, where we are talking about developing virtues in our kids. And today, we are, we're, we're nearing the end, actually, of this series as we talk about gentleness. How can we help our kids to be more gentle? Now, as we talk about gentleness, this there's, there's a couple different ways that I would like for us to frame gentleness in our minds. The first is gentleness with our, our, our hands, like gentle touches, being actually physically gentle with, with other people. This is something that when our kids are toddlers, especially, we will really hone in on. Um, and then I would say, if especially if we have boys, it's something that we talk about forever <laughs> with them. Um, so gentleness with our touches, gentle, gentle hands, you know, um, but then also gentleness with the words that we speak. How do we, how do we speak the truth in love in a gentle way? And then of course, a kind of related to that is a gentle tone of voice. And so with all of these virtues, as we've worked through the fruits of the spirit, we've talked about how can we model it? And then how can we um, resource it for our kiddos? How do we practice it with them? And then how can we expect it from them? And that's exactly where we're headed today. So let's get started. Now, nobody's ever going to be perfect at this. And so at at some point, you need to move toward resourcing this for your kids and recognize that you're going to continue working on modeling gentleness. But now we're going to resource it for our kids. So let's talk about that for a bit. Now, by that, I mean, what is it that we need to give our kids or make sure that they have physically in their hand in order to um, to practice gentleness, to start being more gentle with others and with themselves, to be honest, my friends. So gentleness, um, resourcing gentleness and practicing gentleness, I think um, in many ways go hand in hand. Um, there aren't many actual physical items that you can give your children. Um, in, in order to, to practice this, you, you really need to practice it with them because it's a, because it's more of an action than, than, than anything else. If that makes sense, you know, these other ones, it's been a lot easier to come up with, with items that we can have on hand to help our kids practice love and joy and peace and kindness and all of that. Um, but there are some things that we can make sure that our kids have, on hand to practice gentleness. One of them is sensory items. Um, if your child is um, is in a, is is acting out toward others in a way that is not age appropriate, I would really encourage you to try giving them something to 
hold and squeeze or or give them something heavy to lay in their lap when they're sitting or um or give them some really hard chewing gum um you know these these kinds of sensory items um really help to calm a child's um a child's system um and and it helps them to gain control of their of their body um and so sometimes this is this is imperative for kids um, to be able to show gentleness toward others. Um, sometimes it's it's just an add-on, and you know, I mean, they make stress balls for people in the office for a reason, right? Because it's that that squeezing sensation can help to get um, to get anger out and to 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 get that that physical that energy. Um, out that that is going to help you to regain control of your body um and also it helps you to think to think more clearly um as well the other thing i would say to really resource gentleness with our kids is to get them involved in a small group somehow um having them go to Sunday school, um, or go to a, you know, Bible study or Awana or things like that can really help our kids to start to understand the gentleness of Jesus. Um, and as they learn more about how Jesus was gentle, um, in so many ways, um, they will be able to, to practice gentleness in, in a, in a different way. Um, and so I would really encourage you to get your kids involved, like truly involved in church, not just attending on Sunday mornings, but really digging in to God's word. Do your kids have a Bible? Um, and if they do like a, like an age appropriate Bible, um, do your kids do your kids have a devotional or or a way that they are really digging into scripture together if this is if your answer is no to like all of these i would really encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode about faithfulness um and and just really think about okay how can i how can i help my kids be more faithful because faithfulness tends to really pour into all of these other fruits of the spirit. Um, and because, because when we learn about Jesus and when we love Jesus with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, then these fruits will develop within us and flow out of us. That's why it's called fruit. They grow and they develop and they are given to other people and the seeds, all of that, all of that. Right. So, um, help them, help them to resource them, um, with, for gentleness by making sure they have a Bible, making sure that they are attending, um, some sort of Sunday school, Bible study, something like that. Make sure they have people in their lives who show gentleness. Um, another way that we can resource gentleness for our kids is to actually get rid of the things that show, um, violence. Um, and so, take a really good look at the video games, the computer games um, that your kids play. Um, Take a really good look at the movies that they watch, the shows that they watch. Do they watch um, gameplays on YouTube even of violent 
of violent video games? Why are we allowing our children to just pour this violence into themselves um, when we want them to be gentle toward others? It doesn't make any sense. And so when they're pouring that into them, into themselves, into their minds, um, they're, of course, they're going to be violent. Of course, they're not going to know how to be gentle toward others. There are some really great video games. There are some really great YouTube channels, great shows and movies for kids that are not violent, that do not <laughs> exhibit shooting other people. And, you know, all of those, all of those kinds of things that are just, they're not good. Um, and so take a good look at that and, and, um, and see where you feel convicted and, and just take it right out of your kids' lives. This is the opportunity, like while they're still under your roof, you have control. So take that control. So we've got, we've got, um, modeling gentleness and resourcing gentleness. Now let's move into how do we practice gentleness with our kids? I've said this so many times already, but it's worth repeating over and over and over again because it's so hard as parents to do this, but it's imperative that we do. And that is that we have to model something before we can start expecting our kids to do it. They're simply not going to do things that we don't do ourselves. Um, you know, the whole do what I say, not what I do, that's impossible for kids, especially when they're really, really young. And so we, we're going to talk about how to model it first, how to model gentleness for our kids. Well, let's talk about how to model gentle touches. Um, you know, when, when our kids, I mentioned this is something that especially when our kids are toddlers, um, that we're really going to focus in on. Um, I worked in a toddler classroom at a daycare, um, and I had the kids from 18 months right up until they turned two years old, and I spent a good amount of time in the two-year-old class as well. And what I would do if, you know, kids at that age will very naturally hit each other or bite um, or kick or scream or, you know, all those kinds of things because they're still learning how to develop their words um, for, for what they're trying to, what they, what they're trying to communicate. Um, and so they don't necessarily have the words yet. And so when something like that happens, um, then it's, it's a really good idea to take the child's hand gently, take the child's hand and say gentle touches and then show them what a gentle touch looks like. And so, um, you know, like pet, almost pet the, the other child, um, or give a hug. Um, and so those are the kinds of things that, you know, we need to model for our kids. Um, when we model that as, as parents giving our kids lots of hugs and kisses, um, wrestling with our kids, these gentle touches are so important to a child's development let alone teaching them how to be gentle themselves. You know, giving them those, those, that physical touch is really, really important for our kids. It's also really important that they see us um, showing or giving gentle touches or, or physical touches of love um, to other people other than them. If you are married, make sure your kids see you kissing your spouse and hugging your spouse obviously appropriately <laughs> but 
this uh, this gives your kids security in knowing that okay, mom and dad love each other, um, and and that that can build up a foundation for them uh, on so many things. First of all, how they treat their spouse in the future, how they treat other people that they love, but also the foundation of just knowing that they are secure in their family, that mom and dad love each other. That's huge for kiddos. Um, as we as we model gentleness, it's not just our touches, it's our words and our tone of voice. Let's talk about tone of voice first. Um, if we raise our voice to our kids or to our spouse or to our coworkers or even when we're telling a story and say, that made me so mad, you know, um, this models that behavior for our kids. And it's not the kind of thing that sounds good coming out of a five-year-old's mouth or a teenager's mouth. We need to model what we expect our kids to exhibit in their tones of voice. And so I would really challenge all of us, myself included, to keep our tone of voice as level as possible. This is especially important when you are angry or when you're in a hurry. Um, on those moments when you would normally raise your voice, it actually is more impactful to keep your voice level or to even bring it down to a whisper. Um, that, that can oftentimes get more attention than if you were to raise your voice. Um, the tone of voice that you use toward your kids is the tone of voice that they will use toward you. And, you know, I've, I've just recently had a conversation with my 10-year-old about this that, you know, I can, I can use a stern voice with you. You cannot use a stern voice with me. I am your mother. And so there's, there's, a, there's a balance there, right? A balance between respect as the parent <laughs> and the child relationship. You know, there's, there's ways that I respect you as a child. And there's ways that you respect me as your parent. And those can look different. And, and perhaps a tone of voice will look different between the two. But think about this. What kind of tone of voice do you use with your peers? What kind of tone of voice do you use with those who have authority over you in some way? And, and just think about that and think about, okay, do, am I using a tone of voice? Now your kids, uh, if you work outside the home, your kids don't hear the tone of voice you use face to face with your boss. All they hear is how you talk about your boss at the dinner table or even in the living room when you think that nobody's listening. Your kids are always listening, guys. And so watch your tone of voice. And then I would say the same thing about our words is that your kids are always, always listening. Are we speaking gentle words? Are we, you know, a, a big part of saying gentle words is giving grace. And so, you know, there are going to be times, obviously, when people frustrate us. And there is a time and a place to get that off your chest with your spouse. And it is not in front of your kids. It's just not. Um, we have to be really careful about what we say about people and what we say to people. How do you speak the truth in love? You know, if you're, if you're saying something to someone that, that is kind of, a, I don't know, a reprimand or, 
or something convicting, um, are you, are you saying it in a gentle way with your words? Are you being gentle in how you reprimand somebody or in how you, um, there's a word I'm, I'm just not coming up with it. Um, how you say things, the, the words that you use make a difference and you can still speak the truth to somebody without being mean, without, without using mean or rude or unkind words. One of the ways I really love to practice things like this with my kids is I like to introduce it in almost like a formal way, um, either like at family meeting on Sunday night or something like that and and like sit the kids down the whole family and say okay listen we're going to really practice gentleness this week and this is why this is what dad and I have been noticing um and and I might give some examples about what you know you remember when you hit your brother the other day or you know do do you remember how you spoke to me that was not a gentle way to say what you were trying to say and I might also include some examples of myself and their dad and how maybe we have not been as gentle as we should have been and so it becomes we're going to practice this as a family and it's almost like a team um, activity right so all of a sudden everybody's on the same team it's not something that I am making them do or, or forcing them into and in a way that models the gentleness that we are trying to get them to exhibit too, right? Because the, because gentleness, like it's, it's showing them in a gentle way. It's bringing it up in a gentle way, um, that we need to work on this. Um, and so that's, like the first way that we practice it is how we introduce it to them. And then what we do is I, I really love doing this where like as a family all together, not something that the parents are, are coming up with on their own. Although we may have talked about it before family meeting to determine, okay, what kinds of things do we definitely want to make sure are being put on this list? But together as a family, we make a list of, of things we're going to practice, how we're going to practice gentleness. What is it specifically? What kind of behaviors or words are we looking for? Are we looking to use? And then it, it can either be like a competition, um, or it can simply be a way to earn extra marbles for their marble jar or stickers for their sticker chart. Um, like it's going to be extra this week because we're all practicing it together. And then the kids are on board. They've come up with some ideas. Maybe they've come up with some consequences of when we don't show gentleness. Um, and, and we, we post that, you know, we write it down on like a poster board or just a piece of paper in different colored markers or whatever. And we put it up on the fridge or on the wall and we remind each other throughout the week. And we're a team on this. We're, we're working together. Um, and we're all practicing gentleness together. Um, another way to practice gentleness is to read really good books together. Um, you know, we, we talked about taking away some of the, of the media that 
does not exhibit gentleness, that like the violent TV shows or video games, well, replace them. Replace them with really good books or really good video games or really good TV shows that you can watch as a family or read or do as a family together. Um, play some board games together. This is a great way to see how gentleness or violence um, exhibits itself, right? Because because when we play a board game, <laughs> especially when it's just with our family, um, we can really, you know, rear our evil heads <laughs> um, as we get competitive with one another. And it's a great opportunity to talk through that, to talk through those feelings and to, and to talk through like, oh, wow, you really said that in a kind way, in a gentle way. And use the word gentle, especially if you have um, uh, made those goals as a family and said, we're going to practice gentleness. If you have used that word, then make sure you use that word when you notice them exhibiting gentleness and, and you want to praise them for it. Then, then use the word, say, wow, that was a gentle way to say that, or that was a really gentle touch and very loving. And, you know, you can say other words to describe it, but make sure that gentle is part of that. Now there is a bit of a catch to this. If you're going to choose to practice together as a family and really work as a team to practice gentleness, then you need to be prepared to be very humble when your kids say, mom, dad, that was not gentle. Okay. So just, just a little, you know, a warning that <laughs> you have, you have to be okay with that because you're, you're opening your, your family up um, and that includes yourself. And so you're going to, you're gonna get caught, you know, uh, at some point you're going to lay on the horn while you're driving and your kids will be like, mm, I don't think that was very gentle, mom. You've gotta put a marble in the jar or a dollar in the jar or whatever it is that, you know, you decided together as a family. And then you've gotta do it. You have to, you have to follow through and you, and you have to respond the way that you would want your kids to respond. like you know what, in a gentle way, right? You know what? You're right. Thank you for pointing that out. I need to work on that and I will put a dollar in the jar or whatever it is. So just be ready to be very, very humble if you're going to practice this as a family. And that is going to make a huge impact on your kids, a huge impact on your kids. Um, and so I really encourage you to do that, to, to open yourself up to those, to that criticism and to, um, to being told, you know, when you're not being gentle, because that's how you're going to grow too. That's how I'm going to grow too. And so I just really encourage you to, to allow that to happen. Allow your kids to hold you accountable as you hold them accountable too. If you've been listening to my podcast for the last couple of months, you know the last step, and that is to start expecting it from our kids. And so this is when, you know, now it's the standard. Now we're not going to go crazy with the rewards for showing gentleness. We're simply going to have consequences if you don't. And we're still going to talk about it. And we're, there's still going to be times when I notice, wow, you've been extra gentle toward your brother or your sister, or that was a really gentle way to say that. You know, there's still going to be times when it's like, wow, that 
you know, I noticed that and I want to, and I want to encourage my kids in that way, but it's not going to be the standard. It's not going to be like, okay, you showed gentleness. So you get a marble or you, you showed gentleness. So we're going out for ice cream or whatever it is. Um, and I would really encourage you if you went the route of like holding a family meeting and practicing it as a family, um, then the following week, you know, if you're, if you're doing a family meeting again, um, uh, you gotta, you gotta follow through on that and you've got to, you know, now let's talk about how did we do? Um, and what are we going to do with this <laughs> jar full of dollar bills because everybody was so ungentle <laughs> or, you know, like let's, let's do something that, that expresses gentleness and, and do we need another week of practicing it? You know, you talk about that as a family, but then once you're ready to start just expecting it, you need to tell, you need to tell the kids, you know, okay, listen, we're, we're on a really good roll with this. And now we're going to switch our focus to something else. Um, maybe we're going to switch our focus now to self-control. We're just going through the fruits of the spirit, but for gentleness, we're still going to expect everybody in the family, parents included, to be gentle toward one another. And so, so you have to have that conversation, especially if you've gone like above and beyond with practicing it together, which is awesome. Um, it just wouldn't be fair to just stop cold turkey and not let anybody know, right? Um, so have those conversations, make sure everybody's on the same page and then expect it. Um, now there's, now there's consequences if we don't exhibit gentleness and make the consequences be what are called natural consequences. Like they have something to do with the, with the crime. Okay. So for example, um, if your child sneaks a violent video game, they don't get video games for the rest of the week, right? So like, say they're over at a friend's house and you find out they were playing Fortnite. Um, you're not allowed to play Fortnite. That's a violent video game. And we've talked about this, you know, you know, cause we've practiced it. We've resourced it, all of that. And so this, your, your child knows that they're not supposed to play Fortnite even at a friend's house. And so now you don't get any video games for the rest of the week. Um, and so that's a natural consequence because the crime involved video games and the punishment involves video games. Um, and so just think through what that looks like for your, for your children. Um, what are the natural consequences going to be when they don't show gentleness? Well, my friends, that's all I have for us today. Thank you so much for hanging out with me um, and, and talking through, you know, these fruits of the spirit are harder than they are on the surface when we really dig into them. And I honestly think that we're headed into possibly the hardest one because it's self-control. And oh my word, I'm, I'm really not even looking forward to it. But I do hope that you'll join me next week as we dive into how to help our kids develop self-control. Have a great week, you guys. Thanks for listening.